Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Here is someone I met through Instagram, Karen Marie Gariba. We made ourselves a nice connection, and here we are. Karen Marie has quite a geographical story. As you will hear, she's from Scotland. She made her way to Canada via Hong Kong, and her husband is from Africa. How's that for an international life? She does have a love for the nations. Everybody, I've got Karen Marie with me here. Welcome, Karen Marie. Hi, Rochelle. Awesome to see you. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Oh, you're so welcome. And it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, we've connected a bit on Instagram and I've been so encouraged by you. So thank you for that. Is there anything you want listeners to know before we get started here? I just want to say hi and check out Rochelle's podcast. I've been checking out. She's doing an amazing work there. And I was thinking, I was listening to some of them and just just share like one kind of little thing to get started. And the thing that was on my heart to share is I am from the Shetland Islands in Scotland. So if you've heard of those, like the little ponies, the Shetland ponies. Oh my gosh. Yes. And So that's where the ponies are from? That's where the ponies are from. I did not know that. Oh my gosh. What a fun, fun fact. And I did, I did read a little bit and I knew you're from Scotland and I love your accent. And thankfully it's not so strong that I can't understand you. I can understand you perfectly well, perfectly well. Yes. Yes. So that's what it's like from there for sure. Okay. Now three, what three words would you use to describe yourself? Oh, wow. Well, I had a few different ones, but today, you know, I crunched it down to really, I say for me is God, you know, that is, okay. that's the main thing in it all, right? Right. My heart for God and how he leads and guides our lives. And I would say two of the other things are the nations. That is something I've always been passionate wow. about. Okay. And the third one is relationships, which is something that. I kind of do, it's just kind of what I do, like connecting with people and things right, like that. But right. um, I feel it's something that I'll be doing more on as well. So, right. yeah. Well, very good. So those okay, are my when, three. You, when you say nations, do you mean like your patriotism toward your your home country? Or do you mean, I don't know. Tell me what you mean by that. Well, you know what? It's always been a passion of mine, passion of mine. And even like growing up in Shetland, like it's a tiny dot of an island. <laughs> so, it's kind of like a God-given thing because even when I was like little, like nine years old, people would ask like, you know, they always ask you, what do you want to do? Where yeah. do you, you know, what do you want to do with your life and all this? And my answer was always, I want to travel. And it was Ooh, there okay. from very young age like that. I just, it was a desire and it was kind of a knowing that that was my path that was before Ooh. me. And, you know, from first travels going, um, let me see, working holiday to Australia to right. my tall ship to Africa to like you know a lot of a lot a lot of different nations so I think I feel passionate actually that 
we're richer, the nations oh, together mm-hmm. is something that is, um, and of course my family is an international family. So yes, yes. That, that was birthed there in Shetland has become something that is just um, a real passion for me in my life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And thank you for explaining that. Cause I, I, I mean, obviously there's a lot of different ways to take that, but yeah. thank you for kind of a, uh, giving us a little more info on there. I, I appreciate that very much. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this uh, two truths and a lie where you say three things about yourself and then one of those things is not true and I have to figure out which one that is? I'd heard it like a little bit. I had to like, <laughs> like I listened to a few of the podcasts and some of them are so awesome. You can't guess which one is going to be. So I've come up with something. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Let's hear them. <laughs> Okay, I'll have to try and keep the face serious. To, okay, to tell all you, right. I guess, or yeah, okay. smile throughout so you can't tell me. There you go. So I'll say the, the three. So I just say them as the three yeah, sentences, just say, right? Same, yeah. Okay. I love porridge for breakfast. Okay. My mom was one of 12. Okay. And I spent eight years living in Hong Kong. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, obviously I don't know you well yet. So all of these things could be true. Now I get always a little bit, um, I don't want to say it's a flag, but it's when people use numbers, it's always like, huh? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Maybe she lives in Hong Kong, but it wasn't eight years. Maybe, you know, her mom was one of 10. And maybe you love uh, mueslicks for breakfast, but not porridge. Of course, that's not a numbers one. But so these are very good. You're already very good at, at this game. Okay, but I, I've got to pick something. I've got to pick something. Now, I love oatmeal every morning for breakfast. Okay. So I, I can set that aside as an absolute possibility. Um, your mom was one of 12. Okay, she could come from a big family. And then eight years living in Hong Kong. You know, I'm going to go with the eight years in Hong Kong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that it was either somewhere else or it was not eight years, but it was a different number of years. So how'd I do? Um, <laughs> no, no, now, now we, now we, now. Okay. So I chose the lie. The lie was, yeah. I think the lie was that you spent eight years living in Hong Kong. Is yeah. that true? That is true. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that is true. You. <laughs> that did. is true. I have my permanent residence for Hong Kong actually. Yes. <laughs> okay. I know. Oh my gosh. It feels like another lifetime away, but it's true. Oh my it's true. gosh. Okay. Your, your mom, was she one of 12? She was. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, yes. so porridge. You don't you don't like porridge or you have something else? I don't like it. I'm from Scotland. Oh. And Scotland is great porridge and all this kind of thing, oatmeal all the time. And I can't do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, Scotland, but I can't do it. Okay, what's the difference? I mean, obviously there is a difference between porridge and oatmeal. Is there a big difference between porridge? Well, and I oatmeal? think it's more if it is a baked oatmeal, that's fine. But it's those gloopy ones, like the oatmeal, the texture, like that kind okay. of thing. I can't do you it. You don't like the gloopy. You don't like yeah, the gloopy. Yeah, I can't do the gloopy, especially in the okay. morning. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So you must have just cringed when I said I eat oatmeal every morning. Okay. And <laughs> your mom? I make, I make it often for my husband, to be honest. I make him hot um, in the in the okay. slow cooker and I'll do a, like a big oatmeal for him. So okay. he eats it all though. Well, he likes it. He likes yeah. it. That's good. And we're going to get mm-hmm. back to your husband 
But I thought maybe you lived for eight years where your husband's from. So we're going to come back to him yeah. and just, we're going yeah. to come back to him in, in a couple of minutes here. One of your favorite mm-hmm. movies of all time. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, um, growing up where I came from, like in Shetland, like a lot of places, you have movies all the time. This is a tiny place, and we did not have movies all the time. Like okay. there was there was one place, and it was open sometimes as a movie place, and then sometimes as a disco, and it was sometimes a bingo hall. Like it oh wasn't God. something, we, and it wasn't open like all the t- you know all the time. So it just wasn't something that like we went to all the time. But I was thinking about it like a fun movie, and um, we went to see and. It was Mamma Mia, and it was Aww. just impromptu, and it was a bunch of ladies just together going, and it was as much about that, just impromptuness about it, right. and something lighthearted and the camaraderie and that kind of thing. So that right, was the one right. I came up with as a as a fun movie to share. Okay, spontaneous with the girls, so just yes. a, a fun night. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And sometimes impromptu. you're right. It, it's yeah. not even necessarily that the the movie itself was so great, but yes. just the time around the yes. movie was so wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Love that. I don't think we've had that yet. So that's a good one. Okay. A person that inspires you. Who is a person that inspires? So many people inspire us. Just, you know, tell us, give us one person. Well, the person that came to mind as I was thinking about that is my cousin Meg, actually. Okay. And, um, like I said, from a very small island and not that many people would go some you know like was going somewhere or that and and she was my cousin Meg was going somewhere she'd gone off to college (laughs) and then after that she had a job at this ski resort in Aviemore like a ski resort and it just sounded so (laughs) like amazing and then after that she actually met somebody when she was there and she headed off to Australia and I'll never forget it I must have been back from college or something. I was working for my mom and dad in the in their um, doing the books for their the business. So I was way through in the back shop in the office, and she came in, and this was her on her way and saying her goodbyes and everything. This and I was sitting at my desk, very much the desk, and she came in from the side, and she just, "Hey, Cami, I'm coming to come. I'm going to Australia and come and sit here." And she came in, like kind of stood behind me and gave me a hug like this. And I tell you what. It's like I could even smell that fragrance today that she was wearing because mm. it was so impactful for me. And I was like, wow. And it's just like, you know, this dream that I had about going to the nations and all this kind of thing. And it was like, this is what it looks like. And to see my cousin doing it before my wow. eyes, it's just like, wow. And so, yeah, very impactful person so in it, my life. And yeah. Yeah. So it gave you like, I really can go do stuff yeah. if I yes. want to. She did yeah. it. She, she did showed it. me how. She showed me right. how. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, well, good yeah. for her. Now, yes. did you did you go visit her when you went to Australia? Yeah. Oh. So, so it was actually <laughs> the very so first place I went. I went. It's quite a story itself how I actually went. And I went with another like distant cousin of mine. And we went together. We went to Melbourne. And then just, you know, like just pass cross and whatnot. And I ended up on a bus headed up to the Gold Coast and to meet my cousin Meg. So I was there with Meg for a while in Australia. Oh, so so that was very special. Yeah. Well, that very is special very things. special. Yeah. And here you are doing it. That's just, that's the best. Yes. Yeah. All right. So Meg inspires you. And what about a piece of wisdom that you keep handy? Well, this one I have to, um, this is the one my dad has said very many times over the years. And it would be the opportunity of a lifetime has to be taken within the lifetime of the opportunity. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Say it one more time. The opportunity of a lifetime has to be taken within the lifetime of the opportunity. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Where do you think he got that? It's a good question. It's a good question. He said it so many times and he was Mennonite. He's a businessman and, you know, he was very much wired without to see an opportunity and to take it. And he just taught us like just some of the saints that he would say. And I, wow. I just, it just captured me. I always just knew that when opportunities come and you have this window and you, it's either mm. you get on the bus or you don't get on the bus. And, you know, that might be the only bus going where you're going. So um, <laughs> I just thought it was a really great uh, yeah, that's word kind of wisdom that, for sure. Yeah. That like, you know, like seize the day or, yes. you know, you don't, yes. you know, don't miss out. Like it's here now. You don't know if it's going to come again. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Seize that right now while, while, while you can, while it's here. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so nice. Really like that. Did you say you had two? And so you have one more for us? That was the one. That's really the main one. That's the main one that's probably impacted okay. my life the oh, most. Well, it's, and it's the most one of the most special for me. Yeah. Right. That is, well, that is special. And, and I'm going to take that one too. I got to tell you, that's one thing that I love about this question. And I never get tired of asking because yeah. I never get tired of hearing what other people have to say because they mm-hmm. are these wonderful little nuggets that you can, you know, take with you and, uh, you know, put them, put them into your own lives. Mm, Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. So now we're going to take the deep dive, Karen Marie, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, your passion. And as I have, you know, kind of connected with you a bit through Instagram, I see that you've written a book and Mm -hmm. you, so that's, that's this one, you know, bucket or, or interest that you have. And then obviously there are others. Let's mm-hmm. see, we've got, uh, I, I, I peaked here. You, I, and so I think you, did you have even pastor on here? Was pastor on here too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you can start wherever you want. Um, I think you are um, goodbye singleness, a love story to make you believe in love. I kind of want to hear that story. I, I okay. unless you've got something else you're really burning to share. I, I just I'm so intrigued by that title. Tell us. Wow. Yeah, it's a God story for sure. It's a God story for sure. And you know what? It's it just makes an adventure that that all of us can have with God. And mm-hmm. you know, when I speak about my passion, it is um really it comes down to that is following God for his plan that he has for our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, I was written on a, I was invited on a women's broadcast and they asked me what did I want to speak on. I prayed and, and um, I felt I was to share the story of how me and my husband met uh-huh. across the nations. And um, because a lot of single women are waiting and praying for their husbands. Right. right. And and everybody loves a love story too, but I, I spoke it on the I spoke it on the broadcast, and then um, just in the weeks afterwards, I just felt the Lord just saying, like you know, just a sense, like I think it's a book, I think it's a book, I think it's a book, like really, it was just like it was just like that. So um, yeah, by God's grace, it became it became a book, and 
Yeah, I will talk about it. This is my book, Goodbye Singleness. Um, I have shipped one to you, Rochelle. I don't know if you've got yes, it Yes, I haven't got it on yet. The okay. And Karen Marie very sweetly sent one to me. Um, I'm, I'm anticipating it coming any day. I'm looking forward to reading oh, it. Oh, it says it's arrived. So please do check. Oh, it should hopefully oh, be there. Oh, okay, good. I haven't <laughs> I haven't checked the mail yet today. So okay. maybe, maybe today's the day. Okay. Yeah. So tell us how you met your husband. Well, it's quite a story and I'll just, um, even how to say it, um, just to <laughs> find myself there. Um, I've had an adventure of a life and I will say, I'll start it from Hong Kong because that's where I found myself really. Like I backpacked all over the world, traveled oh it's over 50 countries, Rochelle. It could hardly make sense, oh but that's, gosh. that's the journey that I've been on. And I, I found myself there in Hong Kong and you know what, by God's grace, I got saved in Hong Kong. Like I wasn't, okay. I wasn't in a church going family and I met the Lord when I was living there in Hong Kong. And, you know, we think of like sending missionaries there with missionaries that went there, got me saved. And that's okay. where I encountered God. And it's a very life-changing experience. And I got saved there and I go back every year to, to Scotland and I would always say to the Lord, like, is it time to go back? And it was always like, no. And he wanted me to stay on and like get grounded in my faith and not just come back to Scotland and put on my old like warm clothes and put on my old cell. But it was a process of staying there and being discipled there. Right. And so I got, I arrived there with my backpack and I, I got a job in it as a waitress to start with. And then by God's grace, I got a job as in United Nations in Hong oh Kong. Oh my God. I know. What? Like it's just, that was something what? that had been on my heart. I did business administration in school and I was like, oh, this is so meaningless. And I felt, I, this was even before I knew God. I heard this like, do what you do, but do with a purpose, like for the United Nations. And I'm like, there's no United Nations in Shetland. How would this ever be? But you know <laughs> oh. what? I got a job there in Hong Kong without even seeing the vacancy. Like it was just through some, through this kind of connection, Rochelle, like wow. we've just connected. That is how God works. It's through relationship. It's through, you know, just hearing from somebody, connecting with somebody. And mm -hmm. so that's what happened that I heard this job, got the job in the United Nations surrounded by the nations like 40 nations is phenomenal <laughs> and from there they were just winding up their work and so they said start looking for something so I look in the paper there's this job with world vision I'd never heard of world vision at the time okay. they were big in the Chinese community but I didn't speak Chinese much at that time so I had not heard of them and so anyway I got this job in world vision and this and is after the United Nations or before? After the United Nations. After. So I think United Nations on my resume helped me get a job. With, okay, with got Vision. it. Okay, so but, we were at the United um, Nations. Now we're getting a job yes. with World Vision. Okay, got and it. I came to, like, already kind of had my, my, I put it, I say it kind of like I had my faith, like in a pencil, you know, a pencil mark in my faith. Like it was there, but through getting saved when I was there in Hong Kong, then it, um, it, it just brought it to another level for me. Right. I would say that relationship with God. So I got saved there. And um, I was of an age, like starting to think about marriage and those kind of things. Right. And what happened was um, sometimes you get around those girls and they're worried, like, are they going to get married? Are they, you know, mm -hmm. like, this is some of the things that girls will talk about, right? Right. And I kind of like always thought, 
you know, you assume you're going to get married and whatnot, but how does this, how is this going to work out? So, I mean, really in my journey, we, um, I just started the chapters as I go through it. So this is goodbye singleness. The first chapter was pray with, and this is me, me and my four girls. We were there, me, me and four sister, sisters, because when you're living in another nation, those girls become your sisters. Ah, they become okay. your sisters. When you're there and you don't have your actual family, you got to build relationships. You've got to learn how to do that. And I learned right. how to do that. And me and my four girls, we were out for, we went to church and we went for a brunch. And what happened after the brunch, we just prayed together. And in it, we started praying for our husbands. And it was like awesome. And it was a Mexican brunch, mid-levels of Hong Kong. And we started praying and we're like, this is good. And let's do this again next week. And so we did. We started praying for our husbands um, each week. So that was part of my first part of my journey was like praying was actually starting to say like, you know, I want to get married and, you know, started praying together with my, with my sisters so the second part of the story was the promise, was the promise of God. And this one actually came when I was on holiday with my my real sister, <laughs> my actual <laughs> sister. And he and talking about that God was going to bring me together with my husband. And I was actually in Thailand at the time with my sister. And I was on the balcony and I was just reading my good news Bible. Uh-huh. And there was this verse. I'm reading this for the very first time. And it's different in different Translation. translations. It's yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. different. But this was the Good News Bible, which was, that's how God works. He will even get the right version of the Bible into your hands so that you can get the promise that's right for you. It's going to speak a language to you. Mm-hmm. So I've just opened my book here. So it's Isaiah 34, 16. Search in the Lord's book of living creatures and read what it says. Not one of these creatures will be missing and not one will be without its mate. The Lord has commanded it to be so, and he himself will bring them together. Mm. I don't know. And I was just sitting, yeah. Was it and kind I was of the just, moment where, you know, when you're reading, you just, you feel like that particular sentence, that particular yep. phrase or whatever has just like been highlighted the spotlight has come out. They've hit the music yeah. to make it really big. Like this yeah. is for you. Yes. Okay. That was exactly what it was like, Rochelle. I'd never heard this verse before. And I was just sitting there alone on the balcony. And I just had a sense like, this is, this is a promise for me. And he himself will bring them together, which meant I don't necessarily know how it's going to happen, but he knows how it's going to happen. And so when you get those kind of promises, what do you do? Like, um, you know, I, I share three promises in the book and, you know, trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding. There's different ones that are in here. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Different ones at different times, through either spoken to me or mm-hmm. through the word or through different things like that. And you know what? It's a time to just treasure them in our hearts and to know that here's the plans for us. It's just for us. It's really, if I can convey anything in this broadcast, is this God has great plans for us. He tells us in Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you, hope in the future. Mm-hmm. And this is just about us tuning into the plans he has for us and partnering with them and believing him for them and taking them at his word. And those are the kind of promises that that he has that he has for each one of us. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so let's get to the part where you, you actually met him. Did you meet yeah. him in Hong Kong? Oh so God. we didn't meet in Hong Kong. We didn't meet in Hong Kong. I had to go on a journey and I had to have, you know, different ones praying for me and just growing in my walk and things like that. And so what actually happened was I um, I had to position myself actually before I even met him. And I do want to just, if I may, Rochelle, just to say yes. this, because I think it's important for, for people that are waiting for whatever kind of promise they are waiting on for God is sometimes we have to position ourselves for what we're going to do. And you know what? I was in a relationship that it wasn't like, you know, a kingdom relationship or anything. And I had to position myself and break off that relationship in order to go on, to go and meet, to meet the husband that, that God had for me. And, you know, during this time I was feeling, I was I'll tell you what, single girls, you get those, you get those lenses on that's just like looking for your husband and that's all that you're looking for. <laughs> but God will not have it. He won't have it. We need to get our eyes on God first and get our eyes off of, off of that. So I started getting serious about my walk with God and I thought, I'm going to go to school because when you're going to find your husband is not when you're looking for him. And yeah. I was feeling the call of God to go to school. So I went to my boss. I'd already eight years in Hong Kong, got my residency. And I thought, okay, I'll go to school, I'll go back to Europe, and I'll go to school, go back to Scotland. So I met with my boss, and I gave him my resignation, and and he's like, well, what are you going to do? And I says, well, I'm going to go for two months and just pray and you know seek the Lord when I go for school. And he said, I'll give you two months off. And I'm like, what? This does not happen, right? You don't get two months off to do anything. But I have enough, this is a this is another good piece of advice I should have included in another one. It's most of the time you don't have to make a decision on the spot. Uh, you can ask, you can ask in most circumstances, could I just have a moment to think about this? Can I think about this overnight? Can I think about it on the weekend? So I asked him, could I please think about this on the weekend? And he's like, okay. And I'm sure he thought it'll be fine. But I had a dream. So I went off for this weekend. I was like, man, I got to pray. I took this long to get to this point of giving up my job. I traveled in my job, you know, all this kind of thing. But at last, I was like, going to do this. That weekend, I had a dream. So in the dream, I had this dream. And in it, this black man with a shaved head gave me a message. I was seated on a beach. And he he turned to me and he says to me, he says, oh, yeah, God told me to tell you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, in the dream. Who? Like, what? And he says, God told me to tell you, take the two-month option and it will all become clear. And I was like, what? And then, you know, the dream was over and whatnot. And I go to my house. Wow. That's what happened, Rochelle. That's what happened. <laughs> so one of my things is I'm a good daughter. Like, I know how to be a good daughter. I know I'm a pastor today, but I, I'm probably the reason I'm a pastor today is because I knew how to be a good daughter to a pastor. And so I, I, I talked to my pastors. I'm like, I had this dream. And they're like, this dream could be a dream from God. Like, you really maybe should consider this and take the two-month option. I'm like, okay. Go back to my bosses. I'll take the two months option. I go to Scotland for my two months from Hong Kong. And I meet with my pastor there because I'm just a relational person. Right. And he's known me over these years, six years or so. And I said, I feel like I'm called. To, I feel I'm called to the ministry. And I feel like it's time. And I just think it's probably here in Europe because I've been eight years in Hong Kong. And he's like, I believe it's time. 
and I believe it's, I believe you're called, but I just have the sense for you, Canada, Toronto, Canada. And I must have been like a deer in the headlights because I was like, I didn't have it on my grid at all, at all. And I was like, okay. And, but I knew he'd taken his time to pray for me. And I knew he'd taken his time to hear from the Lord for me. So I thought I'll take this two months and I will just pray and seek the Lord as well. And by the end of two months, it was just kind of like, I'm like, Toronto, Canada. And it's like, okay. Oh my God. So here's me back to Hong Kong, wrapping up my stuff in Hong Kong, coming back to Scotland so I can be sent from Scotland and I go to Canada. And within a week or two, Rochelle, week or two, I kid you not. And I didn't even put two and two together and just till afterwards. Nice gentleman meets my acquaintance from Africa. And we just get to know one another a little bit over that. And then like some weeks later, and then I write about this in the book. And this is, we, that's how we met, was in, the, was in the, the place where I stayed in. I was just walking by doing my laundry. And he's okay, like, hello. So, hello. So you, okay, set the stage. You are yes. now staying at this uh, apartment I building have, or whatever. Yes, I have gone to, I've done what my pastor told me, gone to school in Toronto, okay. in Canada. I didn't know this guy. I'm in one kind of school and he's in another type of school, but we're all like in the same place. And I am just in this new place. I'm in a foreign land and the washing machines are different in different places in the world. I'll tell you that. So this is me doing my very first laundry. You don't know how long that machine's going to last. You don't know who else is going to come in like in this communal place, be doing all of this. And I'm a very private person on this kind of thing. So I am going back and forth, like putting the things on, come back five minutes later. So back and forth, we are meeting like this. Hello. Hello. Or oh, what's your name? What's your name? You know, all this oh kind of thing. Like, hey, go back and forth. Where are you from? I'm from Scotland. I'm like, I'm going to do my laundry because I don't want anybody to, you know, find my laundry and, you know, move my laundry or whatever. So we talk in those times, even those very first conversations, they're about Scotland, but they're about revival and they're about God. And those are the things that are probably, you know, passions for both of us. And we're both very serious about God. Like we were there to follow God and to trust God for our, for our lives, for our ministry, for all of that. And we're good students. We did, we did all the extra classes you could do. We did all, I'm pretty much the only one in my school. He's pretty much the only one in his school, only just a handful in each of us. So we're seeing each other, all these kind of things. And then one night, just an ordinary night, it's like nothing remarkable, like cold night in Toronto, March, like I don't know what month it was, but it's still snowy, cold season. We've been at church till late, late in the evening, just getting on my jacket. And here he comes, appears from nowhere. It's like all my friends, like, oh my gosh, where are you? (laughs) And this is what he says to me. He says, Oh, you know, I like you. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just said, I like you. Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, what what did he mean? Like, we're just here to judge. And I'm like, You know what? That's incredible. That's what he said to me. I like, and I'm like, and then he says, No, no, no. He says, I really, I really like you. And I'm like, what does this, is this like Christian brother and sister? Like, what are we talking about? So I said, I really like you too. <laughs> and I just didn't oh know what it was. And I said, no, no, no. You don't, you still don't get it. I really, really like you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. And he says, we should pray about it. And I was like, okay. Oh, my gosh. 
And then I am off to pray, my dear. I am off to pray because that's important, right? Oh, my gosh. Wow. So that is how... That is how we um, how we first met like that. And we just got to know each other during that school. And I was still on my pursue God. And like even on the last day, he thought we will have because our school, we couldn't date. So we just had to get to know one another in the group set and all of this kind of thing. Last night, he's thinking, oh, we will have a date for sure. Does it graduation? I'm like, no way. I am not just having a date. Like if this is God, this is to be a whole nother chapter. This is not just like the tail end of this and that's it. And. Anyway, he still came to the, I was like, no, don't come to graduation. He still came. He's yeah. like, I want to come to the airport. I'm like, don't come to the airport. I'm like, it still worked out. He came. And I go back to Scotland and I met with my pastor because I have my flight the next day. You know, I go back wow. to Scotland and I meet with my pastor and I share like, as I've done many times, different prophetic words, different scriptures in the Bible, different dreams. Tell him all of that. And then he asked me, any news on the marriage front? And I'm sure oh he could gosh. tell. Because like, I was like, I couldn't write this in a letter. I was like, I have to tell the guy when I see him. So any any news on the marriage front? And I'm like, well, actually. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, his name is Zach. And he's in the Bible school. And like, he says, is he black? And I'm like, why is he asking me this question? Yes, he, yes as it happens, he's black. And, everything. and he says, I know him. you know him what I just gone to the other side of the world and I meet some guy who's approached me and I come back to this tiny little island and you tell me you you've met him and I'm like what is this so anyway he told me the story he not just met him he met him like two years before he met him two years my pastor met him two years before oh my god so the story was my pastors from Scotland came to Toronto and they met these pastors from Ottawa and they all went and had holiday time in Ottawa and they went picking berries and they invited some of their friends. And one of their friends was Zach and he joined them mm. and they had this great day together. My husband, he moves, he's, he loves to prophesy. He's, he's a person who hears the heart of God and shares the heart of God, those kind of things. And he gave them a word. And he gave them a word that there's my pastors, that their son was far from God, was lived far away and was far from God and um, wasn't serving in the church. And the word was, your son's coming home. He's coming back to the Lord and he's going to serve the Lord with you in the church. That was the word they gave him two years previously. And during these two years, it had all happened. The guy was back home back to the Lord and serving the church in there. So my pastors are like, I know the guy, I know his pastors, I know his gift. Like, I don't, and I bless you. And I was like, these are how God works. These are how God works. These are how our God works. Those sorts of coincidences are not coincidences at all. My goodness. Okay. Now when you are saying his name, are you saying Zach with a Z? Yes. So Z-A-C-K, is that what you're saying? Z-A-K, Z-A-K, Zach Gariba, yes. Z-A, okay, we would say Z-A-K, so Z-A-K, yes, got yes. it, got it, okay. Yes. Wow, gosh, that, wow, what a story, what a story. That's how it unfolded, that is how it unfolded, and yeah. So yeah, you got married, how, and are you yes. still both in Canada? Yes. So we got married and it's very interesting because when my, when I was finished in the school, 
Um, even just that first coming back, to, you know, after I finished my school, the, 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 the little nuggets I heard from the Lord. And this is why I want people to catch just, just listen to those words. This is the key for adventure. This is the key for getting people saved. This is the key for like this kind of for an abundant life. All I heard from the Lord was your time in Canada is not yet done. That's all I heard. Oh. My time in Canada is not yet done. And we would come back to, you know, he actually came to Scotland and he lived there for five months. So we could live in, we did long distance back and forth. Yeah. Um, he came and lived in Scotland for five months so that we could live in the same country before we got that married. Would be nice. He, he, that would he be proposed nice. to me and we could do that and have some time. So we came and it's, it's kind of a setup because we were actually already invited to go on staff in a church in, in Scotland. God had other plans. We we came back to just thinking we'll come here for a few weeks and it took longer to get the papers. We came for one weekend here in the neighborhood, did a prophetic training taught a weekend. The pastor, God spoke to the pastor. He's like, I want these folks on staff. They took us on staff and we were there serving with them. They helped me get my visa for Canada to get a visa so I could work there. Right. They able me to get my visa as an immigrant do you have my Canadian visa so that I can live here? And so now we wow. are um, we are here in Canada and um, wow. God is faithful. God is wow. faithful. Now, yeah. how long have you been married? We just had our 19th anniversary. Oh, no, come on. Yes. Oh, yeah, my 19 God. Years, so. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> absolutely incredible. What a story. And so you, you've really made, um, uh, planted some roots in Canada. You've been there yes, yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. we were three years um, serving in that church there. And then the Lord started speaking to us about planting a church. And so we actually came to this city, Aurelia, and that's where we planted our first church, our baby. It was all about the same time our son was... Um, was just born and we planted the church all at the same time. So like oh that's gosh. about 15, 16, going on 16 years now. And so um, that's, that's, that was when we first planted our church and really, oh. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. So a lot of uh, incredible uh, blessings, fruit, all the beauty of a life of two lives coming together and then, and you have a son and yes. And and then tell me just a little bit about how you're getting the word out about your book. Well, you know what? It's really hilarious because we were talking about this the other day and these are God moments. Like I, when I, when I sensed it was to be a book, um, how God helped me to get it together and get it written is it's just its own story. I will tell you, but it really, I self-published it and it's on Amazon and, you know, I have my Instagram on there. So it's really just three times like this, like when we talk about it in my church or like when we are speaking engagements, then we share it's goodbye singleness available on Amazon. And, you know, people often connect to my Instagram page and then they find it on their Karen Marie Kaviba or goodbye singleness as well. Right. Oh, that's so wonderful, Karen Marie. This, Wow. I, I'm so glad that you said yes. I'm so glad you were game for sharing some of your story and and and, and hearing all of the different ways that you've been experiencing life through being um, very faithful and very open and um, you know your sense of dedication and loyalty is very inspiring. So I mm. I, I thank you for that, and I am greatly looking forward to to reading your book. 
oh, I'm so glad it arrived. I was like, oh man, I should get this shipped. And then it was, it said I, I could get it delivered for Friday. And I was like, hey, it might work. So they, they sent me an email just not long ago to say it's been delivered. Okay, so it well, should I'm, be in your letterbox. Yeah, yeah, as soon as we finish here, I'm going out to the mailbox. Thank you again, Karen Marie. What a pleasure it's been. I look forward to continuing our connection. Me too. Pleasure to meet you, Rochelle. Thank you so much. And great job on the podcast. Oh, God bless thank you. you. Thank you. Karen Marie has written a book, Goodbye Singleness. She was thoughtful in sending me a copy and I will get reading it pronto. It details her time being single, as she shares with us, and how her faith brought her and her husband together. I loved when he told her, I really like you. It was sweet and unexpected. She didn't get it at first, then she did. Now it's been 19 years of marriage and one son. Life is good indeed. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest, filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves. He knows our condition and keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. And that is Romans 8.27. So, continue to become who you already are, be unabashed, be 